morning, everyone. Can you hear me from the back? When you open uh, one Buddhist scripture, uh, on the first page you can see chart of the doctrine, uh, chart of the doctrine. So you can see one circle image and the two gateways, two gateways to nirvana or complete freedom. The gateway of faith and the gateway of practice. Uh, yeah, I would like to talk about that uh, this morning. You can close your eyes and uh, let's uh, think about uh, the most difficult time that you had in your life. You can recall some event or whatever things that gave you very, very hard time. <clears throat> it can be the time you decide your mind to get divorced or the time with your balls, or the time that you discovered your children are in big trouble. Okay, you can open your eyes. Nobody would like to have uh, that period or situation again, even though you think uh, your life is uh, really perfect. But it's a, a matter of time that you will encounter something that very dissatisfying or painful. For example, you will lose somebody you love your parents or whatever person. That's why Buddha said, uh, Salam Dukam. Salam Dukam means uh, life is a dissatisfaction. Life is a Dukkha. Life is a suffering. Uh, from the princess uh, Diana to homeless people, from rich lawyer to the person who lost his job. Our life is full of disappointment or dissatisfactory elements. So how do we usually deal with those situations? We usually approach two paths. For example, externally, we can change some our surrounding environment, some external conditions. For example, if uh, you lack some finance, uh, you can work more. Or if uh, you don't get along with uh, your spouse, you can have uh, live separately from 
near spots for a period of time. Or if you don't like your occupation, you can change your job and so on. But most of the time, it's very hard to change our external conditions, especially in the short run. Another approach is uh, we can cope with our external conditions by changing our mind. For example, even though we are in the same situation as you meditate more and when your mind becomes empowered and strengthened, you can relate with the same situation in a far different way, far more focused and settled way. Or after you study the scripture and if you reset your life goal, if you are no more attracted or distracted by the worldly things, then in whatever situation, you can stay more centered. Or you can consider all your challenging situation as your practice opportunity. As we always teach in one Buddhism, there are two ways of a practice or meditation. One is meditation at rest, just as you practice the chanting or sitting meditation. The other path is meditation or practice in action. When you actually encounter some difficult situation, at that very moment, we could practice. So, when you encounter some challenging situation, so as I said a couple of months ago, instead of you saying you or other people drive you crazy, what are we supposed to say to ourselves? Yeah, you drive me to practice. We change our mindset. We can consider every difficult situation as our practice opportunity. So it is internally to deal with some difficult situation. So the gateway of a practice is dealing with our mind. For example, enhancing our innate wisdom or empowering our mind, etc. The other, the another gateway, the gateway of faith is the path to create blessings or merits. In Buddhism, when we say blessings, it is not the blessings that people receive from God. It's a kind of a karmic consequence that people receive by doing some meritorious things. 
for example, by helping others physically or spiritually or materially, we receive, we reap very good result. That's so-called the blessings or merits in Buddhism. Let me read one passage. While the founding master was overseeing the construction of the soul, Temple. Several of the workers said to each other that no matter how hard a person tries, one cannot prosper by one's own effort alone, but must absolutely have some sort of unexpected hidden help. Hearing this, the founding master said to his disciples, generally speaking, as humans live in our lives in this world, there is bound to be unexpected help and harm that come inadvertently. Those without understanding presume that these are managed by gods, Buddhas, and bestow on us. But those with understanding know that everything is the result of the working of each person's mind and body. What what has created in the past one receives in the present. What one creates in the present, one will also receive in the future. And there is nothing one receives that one has not made previously. So the law or the universal principle that comprises this universe is the karmic principle of cause and effect. When this principle is applied particularly to human affairs, Buddha named that as the 12 links of dependent origination. As a Dharma teacher, I always emphasized and taught the importance of mind practice. But when I was a prime minister, I learned from our third head Dharma master, the blessing part, the blessing, the merit part is as much important as the mind practice, blessing our environment. For example, blessings have many faces, for example, you are very healthy. You are born in a very good family. You have a very good brain or a very good relationship, etc. It has many aspects. But meeting a very good teacher or Dharma friend is also a very important aspect of a blessing. You planted a lot of a seed of a blessing. That's why you happen to be here in the practice on Sunday. Some people just conceptually love Buddhism or meditation. One of the 10 principal disciple of Buddha is Anayul. He's the cousin of Shakyamuni Buddha. So he come from the royal family. He has one habit. He always dozes when he meditates or when he listens to the Dharma talk. 
One day, when he listened to the Buddha's Dharma talk, he dozed off. After sermon, Buddha severely scolded Anayur. And he was very much embarrassed and very sorry that in front of a lot of people, he was reprimanded. So he vowed to himself, as well as to the universal truth, until I attain great enlightenment, I will not sleep. From that day on, when he is very extremely tired, he reclined himself against the wall and uh, just become a little sleeping time, but basically, he never laid his back on the floor. That was his promise, and he actually practiced in that way. After several years, then his mind becomes very clear, sharpened, but his body becomes weaker and weaker, especially his eyesight became very weak. So one doctor said, uh, if you do not sleep, if you don't have enough sleep, you may lose your eyesight. But he thought to himself that he already made a promise. So he continued to practice in that way. Finally, he attained great enlightenment. After some years, but his eyesight becomes so weakened. Even though he lost, almost lost his eyesight, we usually call that chanantong, it usually translated in English, heavenly eyes or spiritual eyes. He attained that ability. He could read other people's mind or he could see other people's past or future life, etc. He has that kind of spiritual eyes. One day, in order to repair his claws, he had to thread a needle to mend the claws, but he could not do that. So he asked to his Dharma friends, is there any person who could come and thread the needle to repair my clothes? Several days later, he discovered one person helped in that area. And he heard that it was Shakamuni Buddha himself who repaired his uh, clothes. So he felt a little sorry. And uh, when he met his uh, teacher, he asked to the Buddha, do you need uh, more blessings? Do you need uh, further blessings uh, to create? Then Buddha replied to Anayur, among people who seek blessings and merit. 
No one is, no one excels me. Nobody is more, could be more desirous than me in creator blessings. We usually say Shakyamuni Buddha is the person who reached great enlightenment. Yeah, that's a true. But we usually say Buddha is the person with bokjokjok, hejokjok. It's a one chanting passage. Bokjokjok, hejokjok means Buddha is the one with boundless wisdom and boundless blessings as well. Buddha said, because of so many blessings and merits he created in his past life, he could lead to the path of a great enlightenment. One another story. This is what I heard when I was in elementary school from my mother. There was two monastics. One practitioner thought that the reason why he left home and become monastic is to attain great enlightenment, cutting off the cycle of rebirth. So he poured all his time and energy to meditate and study scriptures. His Dharma friend, Another monastic thought in this way. The reason why he became a monastic is eventually to help others. So instead of practicing meditation at the Sutra all day long for his whole life, he helped other people. They lived in that way for many lifetimes. And one monastic who practiced meditation a lot eventually attained great enlightenment, became Erahat. Even though he attained enlightenment, he could not have any students, even it was very hard to acquire some food or clothes. One day, when he went to the town to ask for alms, he happened to see one elephant that was raised in the palace. That elephant was born in the palace, particularly after that elephant defeated Enemies in all the days in India, elephant used as a, as a military weapon. That element was treated like prince. He was decorated with a lot of jewels, precious gems, and the elephant ate the food. Even the noble person is hard to buy but it's a still animal. 
that Erahat, that enlightened person, recognized that elephant was his Dharma friend, who for many lifetimes helped other people. Because of that blessings, he was born and raised in that way, praised by a lot of people. And he approached to the elephant, and he whispered. He said something to the elephant. Can you guess what he said to that animal? You have not heard this story? <laughs> okay. That Erahat whispered to the ear of the elephant, I was wrong. You were wrong. We both were wrong. So just a, a practitioner, just a searching for wisdom or mind practice is not the wholesome practice. Or just a person who constantly help others also walking on a, not on the ideal path. Wisdom and the blessings should be practiced in concert. That's the direction of the practice. The gateway of faith to create blessings and the gateway of practice yeah, to hone our wisdom and empower our mind. So Buddha said, uh, six paramita, prana paramita heart sutra. We, in short, we say heart sutra. The original title is uh, prana paramita heart sutra. What does that mean? Pranya. Yeah, wisdom. Paramita. Yeah, it has two meanings. Perfection. Or reaching to the other shore. From this shore of suffering to the shore of complete liberation. So this is six path or six paramita. The first paramita is what? Dana Pramita, that's generosity. The last, the sixth Pramita, the culmination of the sixth Pramita is Pranya Pramita, that's the wisdom to dispel the darkness of our ignorance. It starts, the foundation is Dana Pramita, generosity. The handout, uh, uh, you can read uh, later at home. How could we create uh, blessings? By helping others uh, physically or mentally or materially. There are many ways. Reverend John is uh, currently the minister at the Yoido One Buddhist Temple in Seoul. When he was a college, he attended the Korean University of Science and Technology. He was the head of the One Buddhist Meditation Club. In the 80s, 
and the 90s, it was, there were a lot of college clubs from photography, from mountain climbing, etc. So it was very hard for student clubs to have a room in the student common hall. So the members of that club gathered together in some classroom and offered the prayer, please, yeah. A great purpose, so uh, lead us to have a very nice room so that we can practice meditation and study scripture. One person suggested instead of just uh, praying for their result, uh, why don't we do something meritorious uh, to the university? So they decided every Monday morning, they came around 8 o'clock. For one hour, they cleaned all the bathrooms at that student common hall. The college bathroom is very dirty, you can imagine. Yeah. So Reverend John told me, after th three months later, he received a phone call from the administration office. There was one room for your club. So we can physic physically help others or materially. Many movie stars, celebrities, for some people, their popularity continues. But some are pretty big star. After a certain period of time, they were completely forgotten. What could be the reason? They, were, they are all good actors. They are all very handsome or beautiful persons. One of the reasons is the amount of blessings that they have. For example, big movie stars like Angelina Jolie or Tom Cruise or John Travolta, I discovered they are the persons who donate an astronomical amount of money on a regular basis. I read one, news, one article in the newspaper probably seven or eight years ago when <coughs> Haiti was hit by earthquake, Don John Travolta pilot his airplane with a relief aid. Or you can help other people spiritually or mentally. You can offer prayer for them or you can say very compassionate or encouraging word for others. Or Teaching others meditation, spreading dharma is one of the greatest paths to create blessings. The city where the current one Buddhist headquarters is located is Iksan. There is one member in Iksan, one Buddhist temple. This happened like 70 years ago. Two years before the Korean War broke out, 
That person was a very, very rich person. On one night, he heard a very strange noise from his storage. He went out, and when he entered that storage space, he saw one thief, the village people that he know. One thief was struggling to lift a bag of rice. One bag of rice in Korea is very heavy, 25 or 30 kilo, kilograms. When he was struggling to put the rice bag on his back, that rich person helped that man to lift, put that on his back in secret from behind. So the thief got, he panicked. But he turned to the thief, you do not have to turn around and look at me. So take, if you see my face, when we encounter each other on the street, you would become very embarrassed. And take this rice bag and feed your family. After Korean War, during the Korean War, the Itsan city was occupied by the Communist Party. By the, and in those days, many rich person, high-ranking government officials were prosecuted. And they stood on the so-called people's court. And many people were sentenced to death. But the rich person was also stood in court. But there was one communist party member who vehemently defended that rich person. That was the thief who received that rice bag. So in a very diverse way, we can create blessings. There is a retreat center in Korea, Samdongwon Retreat Center. From time to time, our third head Dharma master resided there. One day, one person visited that retreat center and told to the master, well, I think you bought a lot of other property it looks far bigger, but they did not purchase more land. It was the same property. It appeared to be very large and far greater because they dismantled the stone walls and they removed all the walls. That's why it appeared to be big. So, Let's think about uh, what, what is the scope of your family. Is it just your spouse and the children, or Americans, or the people in the whole world? So let us not. My teacher always uh, told me, if you would like to become happy, 
If you like to lead a happy life, create blessings, help others. If you would like to live a free life, if you would like to lead, have a freedom of mind, meditate, meditate more. So these are two paths, the path of attaining blessings and the path of attaining wisdom. So let us not forget these two gateways. Thank you.